0: Good morning and welcome to Car Thoughts with David, and thank you, thank you, thank you guys so, 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 so much for taking time out of your day to listen to what I have to say. It means the world to me. It is so huge. I cannot thank you guys enough, and thank you all for those of you that have been leaving reviews on iTunes. um, The numbers make the difference. The the more five-star reviews I get... The higher the show shows up in rankings, the more likely it is to be recommended. Um, I've noticed that there are actually four shows that have the title, or have somewhere in the title, the words Car and Thoughts. Um, I used to be listed as number four, I or number three. I am now listed as number two uh, in suggestions. So it's because of those reviews I'm starting to get that's helping me climb that ladder. Because you would not believe how many, how many shows out there that I go to. And I look them up, and they have zero reviews on iTunes. It's very important. It is. It really is. And if you have 30 seconds, I'm not asking for you to write a book about the show or a review. Um, unless you want to write one. But if you're just one of those people that just wants to do something quick and easy and nice... Just go to iTunes, pull up the show, leave me five stars, and just say following instructions or tell me what kind of car you drive and leave it at that. It doesn't have to be anything fancy because at the end of the day, the more reviews I get, the more likely I am to get ads, sponsors, uh, syndication, or anything like that, which will help the show grow and so I can bring you more valuable content and more amazing Uh, stories and interviews and things like that. So, um, you know, that's all very exciting. And, you know, it's it's really humbling when you think about how fast things travel around the world nowadays. You know, you think about it, look at Coca-Cola, one of the biggest, most well-known brands on the planet. They have been in business for over a 100 years. Matter of fact, they're, you know, I think almost at 150 or somewhere around there. They're like 1880s or something like that when Coca Cola was first invented, right? So, you know, their goal, uh, I read one time, was to, by the year 2020, to have had everyone on earth have tried or heard of Coca Cola. So,. You know, every single person knows what Coca-Cola is, has tried it, you know, and, you know, at least whether they like it or not, that's not important, but has at least tried it. That's a lot of people to try and get Coca-Cola, right? And they've been working at this for a long time because when I read this, it was somewhere, it was, let's just put it this way, Y2K hadn't happened yet. It was in the late 90s, might have been early to thousands. I mean, if it was it was like well, no, no, cuz it was definitely before 911. Yeah, cuz I was I yeah, okay. So, yeah. Yeah. It was pre pre Y2K. So, you know, that's a huge thing for someone to say that we want everyone to know what Coca-Cola is, what it stands for, have tasted it. That's a huge undertaking, right? And you think about that. That's massive. But with this podcast, I'm able to reach literally anybody on earth that has an internet connection. And you may say, well, you know, you might not, you know, people won't understand what you're saying. Well, a lot of people in other countries speak English. And I know for a fact, and I've mentioned it in the show, I've actually found four different websites where my podcast can be listened to that the websites are not in English and not American websites. Uh, They are, you know, there's one in Japanese, there's one in Portuguese, there's one in Spanish, and there's one in French. And, I mean, wow, you know? (laughs) I mean, I'm not sure how they got there. I didn't put them there. I don't even... I don't even think I could attempt French. I do well enough to to speak German really badly. So, <laughs> so French would have been well beyond my, my grasp. Um, I do have a fascination with the Japanese language. So, I probably could get by on that using Google Translate since I don't know the letters. Um, but I would at least be able to understand and figure out enough there. Um you know, especially if I could, ha- even if I could just have it speak it back to me, because from being such a nerd and watching so much anime, I do understand some Japanese, but it's pretty limited, uh, you know, because I, I was one of those purists that, you know, had subtitles, I never listened to the dubs, or, well, I'll put it this way, I rarely listen to the dubs, because the voice actors for Cowboy Bebop were phenomenal, so I did actually enjoy listening to that in English. Uh, so I would take turns. I would listen to it. I would watch the whole series in English, and I'd watch it in Japanese. So, um, so yeah. But for the most part, I was dub only. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's just amazing to think about, you know, to think how hard Coca-Cola has had to work and how much money they've had to spend to get their idea their culture out there you know I mean they've spent years they've revised their their formulas they've changed their drink and you may think I'm only talking about uh new coke versus coke classic um no I actually recently had a small wager with my dad because he thought that um Coca-Cola removed cocaine out of their drink pre-1900s. Um, and my uh, bet was that it was post-1900s. And I won because I've actually studied about it and, I, and read about it because I was fascinated when people said, Oh yeah, use that cocaine in it. You know, I wanted to learn more in my natural curious uh, state that I always find myself in, I instantly start doing research. So, yeah, so they reduced it down to a minimal level in 1905, which put me in the winner's category there. So, yay, I want to bet about whether drugs were in uh, popul- one of the most popular soda beverages post <laughs> 19, uh post 20th century uh, or pre So, yeah, I know I'm really a nerd, but, you know, if I wasn't, I wouldn't be me, right? (laughs) But anyway, so yeah, so you think about it, but you can reach so many people with a brand and an idea so much faster nowadays than you could then. I mean, you think about it, you know, they were founded in the late 1800s, and their goal was to reach every single person on the planet Earth by 2020. Right now, with your smartphone, you can reach millions, millions of people with a single video, or a photograph, or a podcast, or a post online, or a a, a blog, or whatever. You know, there's so many different ways you can reach people. You can reach millions of people in days, weeks, or, or months, Uh, I mean there's I've literally seen videos that went viral on YouTube and they had millions of hits within a day I mean holy crap you know think about the implications of the power that you have to change the world and you know haven't you ever thought you know wow you know I've got an idea, I can make this world a better place. You know, why's there gotta be these problems? You know, let's start let's start coming up with creative solutions. Let's start thinking outside the box. Who wants to be in the box? You know, that doesn't sound like fun. Like mean, yeah, you know, as far as I'm concerned, me personally I think boxes the only thing that belong in boxes are cats. Because they seem to be the happiest in boxes, and the smaller the box, as long as they can figure out a way to fit in it and sit down, they're okay. So, quite frankly, you know, leave leave the boxes for the cats, and let's let's think outside. Let's let's challenge our you know minds and build a brighter future. I mean, you know, who's with me? I mean, come on. You know, let's do this thing, right? So, you know, that is my goal, is to help people unlock that creativity. To say, hey, you know, I see this. This is a problem, you know. Why do we have to keep... Like, here's one for you. Um, The touch and untouch stuff in bathrooms and sinks, right? Why is some of the sink water... Like, as soon as you put your hand under it, the water will run and flow. But they have the, the press-down things for the soap. Yet, and then they have touchless, um, you know, paper towel dispensers or air vents. Okay, so you don't touch the water, uh, the, the faucet. You do touch the soap dispenser. And your hands aren't clean when you're touching the soap dispenser, because all you do is have wet hands that are still dirty. Yet after you touch the soap dispenser, you then put your hands back under the non-touch faucet, and then you put your hands in the no-touch uh, to get um, paper towels, or to stick your hands in like those air things that that blow all the water off your hands, right? Okay, why can they not all be touchless? Because they are I know they have touchless soap dispensers, because usually you find those in the bathrooms that have faucets where you have to turn knobs. So why is there no continuity? Why is there no... And, and the funny thing is, is I've actually been into a bathroom where there was a touchless sink, a touchless uh, soap dispenser... And a thing where you had to turn a knob to get the paper towels to come out and they didn't have the air vent option. So, why is there so many different options? Like, let's just pick one and stick with it, right? Let's, doesn't that make sense? Why, why have all these different choices? Just make it all non-touch so it's more sanitary. We'll call it a day. So, yeah. I mean, maybe make more touchless options so the prices come down. But it doesn't make sense why people buy one that is and one that isn't and, and mix them up like that. So, But it would fix the competition issue where there'd be no reason to buy alternating types. You know, just make them all the same because they'd be cheaper. You know, so that is, you know, <laughs> something that... Should be easily fixable, but yet for some reason we have this weird mishmash um, you know, of, of products. I, I know that's a really trivial and a really weird thing to mention, but if you think about it, you know why why is that a why is that a thing? you know <laughs> where why is that not been solved? We, we have some of the greatest technology in existence and yet... We have varying degrees of interaction with our bathroom sinks in in public places and toilets. Some of them still have flush handles, and some of them are automatic. Not really sure why. <clears throat> Doesn't make a lot of sense, especially when you go into a bathroom that has both types, which I've seen before too. So yeah, I mean that's just something small, but I mean it's really really odd that um, is fixable easily fixable um you know there's all these different technologies out there that could solve these problems and help you know and you know you could say it's businesses and competition and they're trying to to keep things going because they make more money off of it because it's a cheaper product to make well yeah but that's you need somebody in there that's just gonna finally say you know what it's not a about the money we need to finally do what makes sense and call it a day just do that because it's the right thing to do and then you know there's, there's I heard a friend tell me that he went into a music store and found cassettes like a place where you could actually still buy cassettes that doesn't make any sense at all. Why would there still be cassettes for sale? They're not being manufactured and therefore cassettes are a degradable item. They don't last forever. Records last longer because the tape over time fades and wears out. And even if it's not being used, the tape will deteriorate. That's just fact. You know, if you, if you don't know what a cassette tape is or you've never had to fix one, You know, I had a set of screwdrivers that were specifically for my cassettes. You know, I had a very small set of jeweler screwdrivers that I kept handy in my car. And if one of my cassettes broke, I could pop it open right quick and try and salvage it unless the actual tape snapped. In which case, you know, I couldn't keep, um, you know, scotch tape in my car because obviously it would have been ruined. So, you know, if one of them snapped, I was, I'd was i have to wait till I got back to the house. But if it just, like, unraveled or whatever, I could pull off the side of the road and fix my tape. And uh, that was a huge mess to deal with, you know. Thankfully, I never had an 8-track in my car. But I did have 8-tracks. My grandmother gave me her collection and her 8-track player. So um, I did have several 8-tracks growing up. Um, Most of the stuff she had was like Elvis and stuff, but uh, trying to think like Roy Orbison and stuff like that. But it was interesting to listen to and, you know, I didn't, it's not like I could necessarily afford to go buy tapes all the time. So it was nice to have something free, even if it was really old. (laughs) But yeah, so I mean, there, there are solutions that can be fixed and things that don't make sense in society that we can easily solve. So that's my point. Little things, fix the little things, and you know you'll find that the bigger things aren't so insurmountable. You know, help write the world one bathroom at a time. There's a saying for you that should be written on a bathroom wall, <laughs> <laughs> which hardly anybody writes anything on bathroom walls anymore. I remember it used to be like reading reading a novel. There were so many people that took sharpies and uh, you know, wrote messages and. Stuff like that. And some people actually wrote thoughtful stuff. It was really interesting. A lot of people just wrote stupid stuff. But, you know, there was actually some interesting... I remember reading some interesting stuff on bathroom walls. Very, very unusual time in history. Um, I, I could never understand how so many people managed to carry Sharpies with them everywhere. It just didn't make sense. <laughs> but that's another story for another day. So, thank you guys so much for listening to my, to my um, craziness and my, my interesting podcast, at least at the very least interesting to me. I um, hope you guys enjoy the next interviews I have coming up. I've got Mr. Errol Ertman, who is the, uh, one of the co authors of The Magnetic Entrepreneur, and then Mr. Ben Brookhart, the author of Success Hurricane and uh, How to Create a Category 5 Success and Things My Daddy Says, which is a children's book, uh, obviously. And so I am looking forward to interviewing both of these incredible gentlemen and sharing their stories with you about their books and their journey. So with that, thank you guys so much for listening, for tuning in. You can reach me on uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, and Patreon. Dual podcasts. www.dualpodcasts.com. Twitter, like I already said, Dual Podcast. Facebook. That was it. Car thoughts with David. And feel free to reach out, like, share, subscribe, leave a review. Thank you guys so much. And with that, Car Thoughts out. Hey, everybody. David here from Car Thoughts with David. And I just wanted to share some information with you. You guys have heard me talk about finding your way, finding your path, and starting your journey. Well, if you have decided that you want to start your own podcast, you might be thinking, well, David, that's great. But what do I do? How do I do this? You know, what works? What doesn't work, right? Well, I wrote a book because you can go back and find my episodes where I talk about all this stuff and listen to them. And that's all well and good. But sometimes it's easier just to have it in print where you can just see it. Right. So I wrote the book called Introduction to Podcasting. Lessons learned. Lessons shared. You can pick it up on Amazon on Kindle for ninety nine cents. Less than a dollar. What? That's crazy, right? Less than a dollar. You can pick it up on Kindle. If you like to have a print book in your hands and you just like the way it feels, and trust me, I'm looking at this book right now, it's really well printed. I love Kindle Publishing. You can pick it up for $5.50. So you can have a physical copy where you can take notes, where you can, you know, keep stuff for quick reference while you're working on creating that awesome, epic podcast that I know you're capable of creating. So... By all means, if you're looking for ways, you're looking for advice, Introduction to Podcasting, Lessons Learned, Lessons Share is the book for you. Thank you guys, and I could not do any of this without your support, so when I say thank you, I mean it. Thank you.